This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former Major Leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. Hello and welcome to another episode of Big Time Baseball. I'm John Heyman and today we have a very special episode for you. I'm going to be joined by Orioles first baseman outfielder and DH Trey Mancini. We, You know what, on this um, show we've had so many great guests from Rob Manfred to Scott Boris to GMs around the league, managers. Trey's only the second, I think the second active player we've had on. That's a that's probably an oversight. While we have great guests, the game is about the players. So it's great to have a player on. We had uh, Mike Yastrzemski last year. who was fabulous on the air, and he had a great year as well. So I think we're good luck. Whoever's on uh, does seems to do well. So uh, it's a pleasure to welcome in uh, Trey Mancini, uh, star of the uh, Baltimore Orioles. How are you doing, Trey? Hey, John. Doing well. Thanks for having me on. And um, Mike Yastrzemski was actually my roommate all through the minors. So, um, oh, yeah, wow, he, right. so I'm, I'm honored to be the second player after him. We only have uh, Orioles connected players. Of course, Mike Yastrzemski <laughs> went to the Giants and he's become a star. Trey has been starring with the Orioles and now he's uh, back basically after 18 months of no play uh, thanks to the uh, cancer diagnosis, uh, unfortunately, that he had. And uh, he's obviously dealt very well with the uh, cancer, and that's the uh, main thing. And of course, it's going to 18 months away. It's a little bit of an adjustment, so we'll get to all that. But uh, first of all, where where are you right now? I know you're in Miami uh, technically, but where are you in terms of your swing and uh, the team? The team is, you know, uh, seven and nine as we speak here, so probably better than uh, some thought. Got it off to a nice start. He's been good on the road, and. Uh, where do you where do you think you guys stand in terms of the team and and your swing? Yeah, I think offensively as a team, we we've had some games that we've you know put up ten runs and and um, you know looked amazing. We've had some games where we've really struggled, and but we do have a lot of potential offensively. And I think just as a unit, the more we play together, um, I, I think that. Um, you know, we can improve even more. And, and I'm really excited about us on offense. Our pitchers have been doing an incredible job this year. And, and um, you know, as an offense, um, I think we just have to be a little more consistent because we have the potential to, to you know, really do some damage. But, um, you know, that, that takes some time too. So, um, you know, I, I feel good about that. And, and personally, uh, I got off to a little bit of a slow start, I'd say. But like you said, I missed 18 months. Um, I, I 
had forgotten how you know quick the game moves at the major league level but i've been feeling much better the last few days and and i'm just so excited to be back i I would certainly think so um in terms of the the orioles obviously we know about uh rutschman who we expect to be a big star catcher uh i like santander is he had a fantastic year last year Uh, means is good at the top of the rotation obviously the team is still rebuilding uh what are a couple things that give you hope for the future that the Orioles can contend I mean obviously tough division the Rays are always good the Red Sox uh, the Yankees have the money Uh, Toronto's on the rise not an easy spot but uh, who who else am I missing there that uh, will uh, give you some optimism for the future for the Baltimore Orioles yeah, we've got some some great guys in the minors. Um, Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall. Um, those are a couple pitchers that that are really good. Um, and we've got some younger guys that were just drafted the last couple of years, along with Adley, like um, Gunnar Henderson, which in the same draft as Adley, I believe. Um, he's a great player. I got to see him and a, a lot of the other guys at spring training. Um, and there's a lot of guys on our major league team that people haven't heard of before that have been doing a great job. Um, you know, some bullpen guys. Um, you know, I, I really like Dylan Tate in the bullpen. I think he, he pitches really well and, and pitches with conviction. Paul Fry's looked great for us this year. Um, a couple of our starters, Jorge Lopez has looked really good. Bruce Zimmerman is a rookie who's been, been great on the mound, has a great presence about him. So there's a lot of guys on our major league team right now who a lot of people might not have heard of that are, that are great players and are getting some experience under their belt. And that is extremely important at the major league level. Now, uh, I think most people around baseball know uh, Trey's fantastic story of a comeback here. Uh, obviously, as he referenced, 18 months away, not easy in terms of baseball. Um, uh, was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer, age 28. Um, not this spring training, but this previous spring training, 2020, um, just before COVID hit us all. And certainly that I'm sure that didn't make it any easier. Um so how are you doing now physically? Where do you stand with everything? And uh, what do they say is the prognosis? I mean, you sound fantastic. You're playing Major League Baseball. Uh, seems like everything's going well now. I'm sure you were shocked at the time at age 28. I mean, you know, uh, us over 50, we get the colonoscopies regularly, somewhat regularly, if we can, if we remember to do it. Uh, age 28, they're, they're, nobody's getting colonoscopies, so I'm sure... Uh, it was it was quite a shock for you, but mainly, how are you doing now? Yeah, it was very unexpected. Um, before I was diagnosed, I was you know mostly under the impression that it, like you said, affects the older population. I, my my dad um, had colon cancer about ten years ago, um, but he was fifty eight when he was diagnosed. So. Um, it, I was going to go in at about 40 and maybe get a colonoscopy, but a blood test is what uh, found it. I, I didn't have any side effects, anything like that. And my iron levels were really low. So they scheduled a colonoscopy and endoscopy for me, found a tumor in my colon and, and I was diagnosed. Um, you know, I was actually 20, I was a few days away from my 28th birthday at the time. So it was a shock. Um, I couldn't believe it, but at the same time you have to accept it as reality and, and meet it head on. So, um, had the surgery, found out I had to do chemotherapy because a couple of the lymph nodes that were up against the tumor tested positive for cancer as well. And, um, you know, it was a long road, it's tough. And, um, at this point I'm, you know, what, what they say whenever you have colon cancer, it's called NED, no evidence of disease. So I've been NED, um, you know, basically since my surgery and, and I finished chemo, 
back in September. So I, I have to get checked every three months. I do a liquid biopsy test and get scanned um, of my chest, abdomen, and pelvis. So it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty strict surveillance system, I'd say. But at the same time, you have to move on and go on with your life. Um, and then that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, from what I read, uh, you had no symptoms. They only found out about the iron situation after uh, giving you a blood test in the what's normally a routine uh, physical as you get to uh, get to spring training. Um, when you got this diagnosis, I know you it was shocking when you're about 28 years old. Um, I mean, how did you feel? You had to be saying, "Why does this happen to me?" Obviously, your life had been going fantastically to this point. Notre Dame. Uh, with the Orioles, you're the star of the team. Um, you know, how did you deal with it emotionally? Yeah, it was tough. I mean, when you find out that you have cancer, especially, um, you know, it wasn't an easy thing where you can just remove it and you're done. Um, I had to do chemotherapy, so it, it's really hard. But um, at the same time, whenever you hear the words, you you have cancer, you're not really thinking about baseball. Basically, everything goes out the window besides you go into fight or flight mode. You want to live and you want to live for a long time. Um, and, and so when I heard that, I, that was my main focus was doing whatever I could to improve my chances of having a long life. And, and it's still like that, but, um, you know, once I finished chemo and, and realized that things were looking great, then I could shift my focus back on baseball. But back at the time, um, baseball was, you know, probably the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah, I can only imagine. And, you know, you you probably knew more than most as your dad was had been diagnosed and has recovered, beaten cancer. And your dad is a doctor and not only a doctor, was a doctor for the Indians in spring training as you're uh, from Winter Haven. So you knew more about it than most. I don't know if that makes it any easier. I mean, stage three, my friend uh, who has recovered completely had the colon cancer, also young, quite young, what they consider at age 40. And uh, he also was stage three. That uh, generally means it's in the lymph nodes, but not in a major organ uh, like a liver or uh, lungs. So, um, uh, you know, what do they tell you at that point about the prognosis? You're obviously in not only young, but also in excellent, excellent shape. And uh, you, you've got your dad there who'd been through it. Uh, maybe that helps a little bit to a degree as well. Um, you know, what, what did they tell you and how did you react at that moment? Yeah, I mean, every every tumor is different. Um, and, you know, my oncologist, I remember, took me through all the details and, and everything like that and why they recommend chemotherapy. So, yeah, when you have stage three, um, you know, there's a, there's a chance and a good chance that it was removed during the surgery. Um, you know, there's a lot of terminology that goes into the surgery, but like having clean margins, things like that is important. But at the same time, you never know, you know, once again, into the lymph nodes, um, you know, a cancerous cell could have gotten out somewhere else and could be in your bloodstream. And that's why they recommend chemotherapy. So even if you have the cancer removed, um, it's recommended you do chemotherapy. It's called a juvent chemotherapy. So it's kind of an almost insurance policy to even help your chances even more of it never coming back. Um, so, so that's basically the reason why I did chemotherapy. Yeah. Now, how, how is it for you now? I know I'm asking you lots of questions about the, the whole situation. Um, you're obviously answering them very well. Uh, is, is it distracting? Are people still talking about this? Would you like to move on? And we will move on to baseball questions now yeah. after this, but, uh, um, you know, has it been, has that part been tough too, as you're trying to readjust to major league pitching? 
Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I, I have dealt with it really well. I dealt with it well last year, but um, yeah, especially when you're going back to a, a job that is as public and, um, and, you know, you, you physically demanding as baseball, um, you want all your focus and energy to be on that. And I think at times, um, you know, I've, I've had to obviously rehash the last year a lot for good reason. I mean, I, I want to as well to help raise awareness and everything like that, but it, it does get tiring and it does, you know, it, it can drain you a little bit. And, and I didn't do a great job at first of handling all that, but I think I've gotten a lot more used to it now and, and have been dealing with it better. Yeah, I want to ask you about your support. I, I've read that uh, Sarah Perlman, who I actually know slightly because she's in the media, does a terrific job as a broadcaster in the Baltimore-Washington uh, area, has been your rock. Uh, but, uh, of course, you've got a whole organization there. And just wondering how the support has been uh, since the diagnosis. It's now been uh, more than a year uh, since the diagnosis. How, how understanding and helpful have the Orioles uh, been? And, uh, of course, talk a little bit about... Uh, Sarah, who's a very wonderful uh, young person who I know. Yeah, well, yeah, Sarah, um, you know, this all happened during COVID. So um, she didn't really have any help. Nobody was really able to come visit us or anything. So there, after my chemotherapy sessions, I would not want to get out of bed for three or four days. I I felt sick. I felt, um, you know, just terrible for a few days. And then um, I, I went home with a take-home port too. So Sarah had to, you know, give me a bath for a few days. Um, I couldn't take a shower. I, I, um, you know, just didn't want to eat. She knew exactly, you know, what I should be eating and stuff. And even if I wasn't hungry, she kind of made me, you know, drink and eat, make sure that I was getting some nutrients in me. And, and that did help a lot in the long run. And, and she was just amazing. I mean, she did everything and I, I can't say enough about her. And, um, and, and the Orioles were, were amazing too, throughout the whole process. It was tough not being able to go up to the field and see the guys. Um, but the, you know, from afar, they were amazing and so supportive. And how's your welcome back been from the team? And, uh, you know, obviously we do have some fans now, and I know they gave you a big ovation. Uh, you know, you already kind of been given the comeback player of the year. I don't know how you feel about that before you even played. I, I think you'd probably like to accomplish something on yeah. the field this year yeah, too, but uh, <laughs> a little uh, little unusual uh, type award. But uh, I, I understand it. Uh, you know, it is a fantastic comeback story. But how have the fans been as well? Oh, they've been incredible. Um, I, I can't say enough about the fans. Our fans in Baltimore gave me the warmest welcome. It, I mean, I fully expected that, but it was it, it was so touching and and um, nothing short of what I expected. And I'm always so appreciative <clears throat> of them and and the fans at the away parks too have been incredible. We've only been to New York, Boston, and Texas, um, and you know, a lot of fans from the opposing teams have been so cool. I think, you know, especially in New York and Boston, I never had been talked to very nicely there. So it was really weird to be in those stadiums. <laughs> sorry, and We're sorry as a New Yorker, I apologize. You know, being supportive. Um, so, so yeah, that, that was a strange change of pace. And, um, but, but it was really cool. That's great. Now let's, let's talk some baseball. Um, you know, obviously it's 18 months away is a major adjustment. That was one of the issues in uh, MLB and the union wanting to go to the universal DH. I mean, obviously pitchers are, uh, other than Bumgarner and Granke and one or two others, they're pretty terrible at hitting and it would have been nice for the universal DH. That's a, a another subject probably, but, um, 
18 months away, even for a very good hitter like yourself, uh, who's hit, uh, slugged a lot of home runs in the major league level already. Uh, you know, what was it like getting into that box in, uh, in spring training that much time away? Uh, uh, you know, and, and how comfortable do you feel now that you've, we've played, uh, you know, a small percentage of the season, we're about 10% of the season at this point. Uh, do you feel like your old self back to 2019, 2018 uh, in terms of comfort at the box? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'm getting there, um, especially the last couple of days. It, it definitely took some time. It took a little longer than I expected to. Um, but again, yeah, being I had never been away from the game for that long. The longest that we all are away is six months um, between September and and. March of the next year. So, um, you know, it was an extra year off. So there was, you know, a little bit more of adjustments that needed to be made and, and things like just being used to facing major league pitching again. Um, and, and I'm feeling much better and, and spring training also can't prepare you for being in a, you know, major league stadium in a, in a, real major league game. Um, there's definitely a difference in the two. So I think just being back in the swing of things in the regular season is an adjustment in itself. And I think that more than anything was kind of the toughest thing that I had to get used to again, but I've been doing a much better job of, of, um, you know, dealing with that and, and being back and, you know, taking major league at bats. Uh, you've already accomplished the big goal of getting back on the field, being healthy and, uh, you know, being big part of the Baltimore Orioles, but you, you set some uh, goals for yourself in terms of uh, uh, what you'd like to do uh, during the season. You, you've obviously been a 30 home run man at the major league level. So, uh, you know, I mean, that's pretty, pretty uh, lofty number there. Um, is anything you'd like to accomplish this year besides obviously you've accomplished uh, the big feat, which was to make a return and be healthy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 30 home home runs would be nice. Um, But no, I I never set too too much of a numerical goal or anything. Um, You know, I, I, I think sometimes when I do that, I look too far in the future and where I want to be instead of enjoying every day and um, enjoying the process of things. And, and I kind of got in the bad habit, I think even the last couple weeks of, um, you know, reflecting back on 19, wanting to be the exact same guy that I was then. And, um, you know, I realized I had to be a little kinder to myself and realized that it could take a little bit of time. I mean, there's a little bit of a relearning curve that, that <laughs> goes into coming back from a, you know, life-threatening cancer diagnosis. So, um, you know, I, I just want to go out there every day and help my team win um, that day. I've really been focused on on that and and especially the last few days and, and the results have been, you know, coming a little bit better because of that. So um, that that's mainly my goal is just take it day by day and, and try to do whatever I can to help the team win. Yeah, I mean, I think all eyes are on you. You've gotten a lot of headlines coming back. I mean, does that add to the pressure or is that a nice feeling that everybody's interested <laughs> in your your progress? Um, I, I'm not somebody who loves a ton of attention. Um, you know, I, I, you know, like, like we said, I had a great 2019, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of people still had no idea really who I was or who I am. And I think the cancer, it took me getting cancer for a lot of people to, um, you know, realize that, um, you know, I had had a great 2019 and a good career up to that point. So, um, you know, I, I think, 
in a weird way, I was feeling, I, I don't want to say bitter, but, um, you know, I, I would have rather it not taken a cancer diagnosis for, for me to be getting this, this much attention. But, um, but you know, I, I've been dealing with it a little bit better too. And, and, um, you know, I, I obviously knew it was going to be a big story and an inspiring story. And that's the thing I wanted to inspire a lot of people and show that even with what happened to me, you're able to come back and, and fight through the toughest time in your life. And, and, um, you know, that's, that's a big reason why I'm playing and why I wanted to come back. Yeah. Well, you certainly have inspired, uh, everybody around the game. Uh, it's been a fantastic story. Uh, no question about that. And, um, you know, um, uh, I think a part of the reason, uh, that, uh, you know, you, it took this for the attention is that, you know, the Orioles have basically been a rebuilding team the last, uh, few years and they do have good prospects as you referenced a lot of pitchers, Rodriguez and Hall beyond that, uh, several others. And, uh, their time will come in that difficult division. Uh, do they talk about uh, when they expect to contend? Um, obviously, in the offseason, they didn't uh, pour m- any money into free agency or very little. Um, is there a timetable for the Orioles uh, to contend? Again, very difficult division. I mean, uh, you know, everybody uh, else has big bucks to spend. And while Baltimore is a great baseball town, it's uh, a smallish market compared to certainly uh, New York, Boston, and uh, Toronto, and even really Tampa Bay. Although Tampa Bay's revenues are are not do not reflect the market, obviously. But uh, is there is there some kind of timetable for the Orioles? I mean, as a player, I want to say twenty twenty one. You know, I. I uh, I'm you know, sorry, I shouldn't have uh, excluded that as a possibility. No, no, no. But yeah, I mean, being a player, um, you know, being in the front office and making decisions is is not my job. My job is to go out there and try to win baseball games, and and it's the same with the other twenty five guys that are on the team with me. And um, you know, we we go out there expecting to win every single day, and and you know, no matter what our record is at the end of the season, I think you can hang your hat if, if that's your attitude going out every day. And we, we have a couple guys, like we signed Freddie Galvis, Michael Franco. Um, they're amazing. And, and they've been on some successful teams before too. So having guys like that with some experience is huge um, and kind of gives your club a little jolt. So, so I'm really excited about our team um, and, and think we can surprise some people. Yeah, it seems like they're heading the right direction. I think uh, Michael Elias does a very good job there. And I think eventually uh, – I don't know if it's going to be 2021. I love your uh, optimism and enthusiasm, yeah. uh, Trey, but uh, it might be sooner than than people think anyway. And uh, it's great to hear that uh, you're doing well uh, physically uh, and emotionally and uh, that you're down to worries about uh, feeling comfortable in the box. So uh, that's, that's terrific. Uh, uh, I mean, at this stage, that's really what you could have hoped for, I think. Um, so... Um, but I wanted to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been terrific, uh, Trey. Um, you're obviously a very smart guy. Uh, Notre Dame is in Northwestern, but it's still a pretty darn good school. So <laughs> sorry, I had to get that in. Oh there. yeah, no, no. Sort no. of a, a, we we fancy ourselves a, a rival, but uh, it is a, yeah, not, it's a little Midwestern rivalry there. Yeah, <laughs> we're a rival, but not really on the sporting field. Just yeah, in, yeah, in terms exactly. of Academics, uh, yeah, we can't really claim to be a rival of Notre Dame. So um, it's great to hear that you're doing so well uh, physically and uh, in terms of your uh, baseball playing. You feel like you're on the right track, and it, there are signs that that is the case. So 
Thank you again for joining us on Big Time Baseball and Odyssey uh, Sports Original Program. And I'm sorry that Tony Gwynn couldn't make it. I, um, he's undergoing a knee surgery, and uh, we wish him the best. Obviously, yeah, no fun, right? Yeah, you, you yeah, sympathize, yeah. but your your ailment yeah. was much more serious. But uh, still, no fun to uh, be under the knife under any condition. And uh, we wish uh, Tony the best as well. And I want to. Uh, make sure for the audience right now, you, you uh, leave a far, five-star rating if you can and leave a review of Big Time Baseball on iTunes or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Until next time, this is John Heyman. And again, thank you so much for joining us and thanks to the audience for tuning in. Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks so much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.